welcome back to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today, we're going to be doing our 2018 Podskers podcast, where we talk about uh, some Oscar categories, some Oscar categories that we made up, and uh, our top 10 films of the year and some other stuff sprinkled in between. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to do this. Josh and I have been doing this for three years now. Correct. I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's usually one of our more fun podcasts to record. And so uh, we're recording this and we're going to put it out before the Oscars on Sunday. And um, hopefully you guys uh, get some insight from, from this. And, <laughs> and respect us as like having the true uh, – Yes. Like having, having, being the true reflection of what the people think. Yeah, we're not shields for the academy. Because so. the people might do something stupid like give three billboards outside of having Missouri multiple Oscars. God, not that that's I the people. We, the people are better. We know you, we know you, the people. You're better than that. That's the, <laughs> that, that's the academy's fault. The academy, yeah, quote-unquote. Yeah. Unquote. yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, we usually make up some categories, and we, and we talk about some categories that are actually like categories for the Oscars. Um, and we like to do that just because it's a little bit more fun. Um, so I, I guess you want to start with best scene of the year? That's probably the best category that we do because it's the one that like we have a lot of fun talking about, and it's also the one that yeah. the that I still feel good about this year, just that we have a decent selection to choose from, and we'll get to in a yeah. minute why we don't feel like we have as good a selection for some of the other ones that we normally think are as fun. But it's also the one that the Academy could easily just actually make happen, and no one would laugh at them for it because like, yeah. a lot of the stuff we do is really stupid, but there's no reason why this couldn't be a – category at the oscars at all like it, people yeah. would totally be into it also it'd be a fun a lot more fun to talk about than some of the stuff that does get awards you know so yeah and the the thing is like we get oscar Beatty scenes anyway in, in movies right so it wouldn't really change people that are trying to like win an oscar and who are just you know they always have like oh this per they have this speech in there for the oscars da, 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 da. um so I, I don't think it would really change much but it, it it's just a nice little like appreciation for scenes that that these directors and these cinematographers shoot that, yeah. that are really good and i um i tr- I, tr- I took to like a um i, I thought there's even though i kind of reset the google document we did for these awards i think there was still a version on there somewhere of the one we did last year that i'm looking forward just to mm-hmm. kind of compare because um i thought two years ago was like a much the first year we did the podcast was like a much better selection than mm-hmm. um than what we had last year and i thought that this year even if last year was definitely probably a better movie year that like we might have actually had a deeper selection here um and but now i'm looking at it and um last year was solid too but we can we can go ahead and talk about this year first because um I had we have a decent amount here, so uh, I, I, it looks like you didn't necessarily add anything onto here when you looked over. Did you think I did a pretty good job of what I put on there for the most part? Um, yeah, I think you did a pretty good. Like I, I feel like I could have added other scenes from the same movies too. Oh, okay, sure. But um, actually, actually, there is one more scene that I'm that I'm not gonna that I didn't add, but I'll actually we'll talk. So about. We'll, we'll go through them. What we have in order here right now. There's the. Um, first, the first one I wrote on there was Ray and Kylo Ren's fight in the big red room against yeah. the red knights it, and whatever. And Snoke and yeah, and, it was awesome. And um, the Last Jedi, like, was a movie that uh, you really didn't like, and I was fairly mixed on, but we, that was the one thing we both agreed throughout the whole movie it was probably like the best part. So yeah, yeah, it looked really cool that one, and and when they do the whole like uh, the snow stuff, those are like the two best scenes in the movie, I think. Um, but yeah, and it was it was it was a good scene like thematically and everything too which is sort of why i think it elevated itself but yeah, there's a lot going on there between those two characters aside from just kicking ass you know yeah but it's too bad the rest of the movie didn't 
live up to that. Um. <laughs> right. The the next one we put was the silencer battle in John Wick Two. Was that one of the ones that you were thinking of other scenes from in that movie? Yeah, there's yeah, there's probably like three or four scenes in John Wick Two that that you could put. Um, that was the first one that jumped just, out to me. That seemed very unique for yeah. an action movie. Uh, there were some other fight scenes there that were pretty cool, yeah. but that was that was the one that jumped out to me because I just it was just kind of funny watching them shoot at each other in a train station, and it was kind of ridiculous that they accidentally hit anyone else, but it was still a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little ridiculous, but it's sort of the aesthetic. But of- that also kind of leads to when they're on the train together, him and Common, yeah. and they're approaching each other, and I guess that's not exactly the silencer battle, but it's all part of that sequence, and that's kind of cool the way they shoot them approaching each other on that train. Uh, did you have another personal, one of your, another favorite from that movie, though? Um... Not, honestly, I just really liked like the whole movie, so I'm not even okay. I'm not even picky about that. Gotcha. Um, well, the, the next one on our list, uh, kind of a movie in the same family, is from Atomic Blonde. Yeah. It was the extended tracking fight, shot fight sequence. Yeah. I don't it's even there. Well, it's in the trailer. I'm sure you guys have seen part of it. If you haven't seen the movie, go see the fix that. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. not. I mean, not not a, not really a spoiler to say. There's a pretty cool tracking shot scene in there where it's. Last year we we did the um one of the ones on our list was the one in Triple Nine, which yeah, was good. It was good, but like I felt like that was uh it was still fairly similar to something I'd seen before and like the, what they did in True Detective season one where they're going through that house. Sure. But sure. like still really impressive. Here it's like I feel like it was a different spin on that for a um tracking shot scene where it was just like they were able to follow two people fighting as opposed to just p- people running through a house. Sure. Um and like that and that but it didn't it wasn't just that. It was them getting into that apartment, having the long scene in that apartment, and then getting in the car afterward and then having a chase yeah. scene that was all part of it was yeah. uh, and I guess they, they use some sleight of hand to it might not actually be one take, but they convincingly make it look like one take. Sure. Uh, so it's just a very impressive piece of filmmaking in that regard. Yeah, yeah, that might that might be my favorite scene of the year, to be honest. That might be maybe that'll be the winner because there's a couple up yeah. here I put on the list from movies you haven't yeah. seen yet. Or no, you saw Patty yeah. Cakes, right? You went back and fixed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you agree that was a pretty cool scene? That was kind of yeah, like yeah the, it was a really good scene. So they were talking about. I mean, Patty Cakes is a movie that I doubt a lot of people listen to this saw because it was in theaters for like one week. I saw, I only saw it on a plane, and uh, but there's a scene in there where they put together a song which is uh, fairly reminiscent, I guess I'd say, of like a couple years ago, even though wasn't as like one of our favorite movies of the year we put one from love and mercy on there where they're mm-hmm. um making that song in that movie the um good vibrations and i mean this is like a a pretty uh mishmash group of people in a r- fairly rundown music studio in this movie but it's a pretty catchy song that they put together i'd say and i i, I had a lot of fun watching that yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's really good it, it's like just like a low-key delightful movie and yeah. so you just get like positive vibes when you're watching it. It's super solid. And I'm pretty sure it's one that everyone can find online at this point already. It's one of those that probably yeah. gets, gets to streaming pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, next one was one that I don't, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen yet. No Vicious. There's like, there's just a really like amazing scene. I mean, you, you know, that movie's about nuns and yeah. Melissa Leah plays a nun that kind of terrorizes some new nuns. And there's one where she terrorizes one. It's not like a typical confessional where you're like going to forgive me father for I have sin, but she makes them, some of the young young nuns in training talk about themselves and does it in a terrifying terrifying way, and specifically terrorizing a nun played by uh, Morgan Saylor, who uh, was Dana Brody in Homeland. And <laughs> so the Homeland kids had a pretty good comeback year at the movies because it's a pretty intense scene. Even though she's not the lead in that, our girl Margaret Qualley is. So I, I, it's <laughs> a movie that I really enjoyed, and that was the one scene that probably stuck with me for more more that more so than anything. It was a very gripping movie for one about nuns. Um, yeah. What, what do we have next? Uh, next one we have the um, I, I put the Nova feeding Caesar in War for Planet of the Apes. 
I don't know. I, I remember you you enjoyed that scene too, even though you might yeah. not have been in as high on the movie as I was. I wasn't as high yeah. on the movie after my second viewing, but that was one that like almost left me in tears. Um, yeah, it was just very strong and wasn't a ton of action. I mean, there wasn't a ton of action for a movie called War. Yeah, of yeah the movies are. I was actually watching the um, the like film review for Half in the Bag, where they kind of do like four or five minutes. Yeah, they said they they misnamed movies. they misnamed all of the movies. Yeah, basically. they missed, <laughs> and I, I was like, yes, hundred percent, they misnamed all the movies because there was no fighting for, in this. For, film. And the, well, just like also, the first one should have been Dawn because like yeah, not not a lot's happening in that except like you're getting to the beginning of what everything's going to come. So Dawn will make more sense. Rises when they're like yeah, becoming like. It's more, more it's more of a war yeah. kind of and, thing, yeah. And or you could have called that one war, and like, I mean, yeah. either like I don't know, there probably shouldn't have been a war at all because there we we never actually see a war. Uh, it's kind of referred to in through all the movies, but like that's just a great scene, and for everything that's going on, where it's like I don't know, it's very inspiring to see everyone watching watching Nova doing that, and um, he's so beaten down, and she's very compassionate, and I don't know, I. I, that, I was very moved in that moment, and that probably carried me through the rest of the movie on my first viewing because I was so taken by it that I didn't really notice how weak yeah. that weak that last act of that movie was. Um, but like that was still a dope scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was a good scene. Uh, next, I put the sunken place scene from Get Out, but like I feel like Get Out's one that has like a ton of moments you could choose yeah. from. That's just kind of the most yeah. iconic one. But I don't even I, I put a question mark next to that because I was gonna like defer to you. Like, yo, is there one that I should have put there? Because I mean, I feel like there's a lot it's going hard. on in the movie. It's hard because we, we have a best like movie line category, and I added two from this movie. Okay. And I feel like – It's almost more I about the like, script than the scenes or something? Yeah. Or? Well, well, not even that. You Like you could even add when he when he goes into her closet and sees all the pictures of the ex-boyfriends too. Oh, that, like that, yeah. That. That's like a, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, you could add the the auctioning scene. Um, that is pretty chilling when they're just they haven't yeah. totally explained everything that's going on yet, but you see them holding up the signs. Yeah. So um, there's a lot, but the sunken place is that that whole scene with the tea and everything is is really really good. I think so. I read something about how they shot that in the Mobile Civic Center because uh, you know they shot really? the movie in Alabama, and I like I mean I lived in Mobile, Alabama for two years between Philadelphia and Florida, and went to a lot of minor league hockey games in that stadium. So um, when I was six years old, so it's kind of funny to know that to create that effect of the sunken place, they actually like to get that depth of feeling that like they had to black essentially black out a minor league hockey stadium yeah um which is kind of cool but like it was just such a good movie that i didn't i wanted to have something to acknowledge it here by but like there wasn't necessarily yeah. one that like i st- stuck out to me as like gotta talk about that one you know yeah um but like i wanted to like give it at least a shout out in this yeah um yeah the next one i had on this list was from the lovers which i still recommend you go check out at some point and yeah i wanted to i just didn't get a chance to yeah and like there's a wake up kiss scene i don't want to spoil anything for you but like it's a moment that like there's it's in the, in the movie there's not a lot said but like a ton is going on just because of a kiss and it's like really weird and intense and um i personally don't actually know anyone that saw it besides hannah so <laughs> like i like i don't I, I, I didn't i didn't really know anyone to like talk Talk about about it it with so i mean i'm guessing maybe a lot of people that are listening probably haven't seen it so i'll just say like it's an interesting movie about two old people in a uh, with a marriage on the rocks and but like there's still some really like it's not exactly an action movie or anything but there's still some extremely tense moments in it uh and one involving a kiss in the morning that like had me like my heart beating faster than like almost any scene all year and it wasn't even like something the movie had been building up to at the end it was like it it had done enough groundwork within the first half hour to like kind of get you to a weird place with these characters um 
And uh, the last one I had on here was uh, Michael Stuhlbarg's speech, which we that was yes. one of our more recent podcasts. We talked about that a lot. So that was a long podcast yeah, from, too. So I, from Call Me by Your Name, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a ton more to say about that, other than like uh, that was an amazing piece of acting. It's a yeah. shame that he's not nominated for an Oscar and writing too. Yes, that oh, that too, um, that one. But that movie's probably going to win the screenplay Oscar, so uh, or, or, or adapted screenplay Oscar. So some justice will be done there. But yeah, so now that we're like thinking about yeah, all so this now, the one I wanted to add yeah. was the uh, the standoff scene in Wind River. Right, 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 right. I, mean, I know we talked about that on the podcast too when we, for for Wind River, but that scene was like super dope. Um, Taylor Sheridan, like we talked about, just Taylor Sheridan and how he is really good at at writing tension. But he did he directed um, that scene too, since I was his director. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He can he can shoot it too, and I mean it was. Uh, uh, in on our list uh, from a, from a couple years ago, we had the uh, we had the Sicario border patrol scene, yeah. um, which was kind of I mean I don't even actually remember what we gave the winning scene to that year. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly I can't remember which one we yeah. did it to. We did I'd have to go back and listen to that podcast. We might have done it. I might have said the fight. I think we probably came down to the fighting Creed and the border scene. But like yeah, that uh, was I love yeah. But that was pretty yeah. intense too because like. <laughs> Um, I think at that point in Wind River, if correct me if I'm wrong, we don't like they. they yeah, ju- we don't know. The, yeah, the, the, the climax yet. They well, we don't know. Like they jump back in time to like yeah. um, show you what happened in that part of the movie, but you just know that like they're going to visit where this guy used to work. You don't actually know what's up with these people, and it like slowly creeps in that something's off. And yeah. it's kind of cool how you come to that realization, then all of a sudden it just like bursts into that. Yeah, yeah, super dope scene. Um. um but it's hard when we when you watch so many movies and you're sort of like, like taking a glance at a list and 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 trying to like pick scenes and like because even in bad movies there are probably scenes that we like right and so it's eh, it, it's, it's kind of hard so yeah sure but but uh-huh. like triple nine for, I mean I like triple nine but yeah. it's not like a super uh, you know, yeah. artistic film, but yeah, we're not uh, going to have a, um, we're not going to have this many nominees for the other categories. I think we almost overcompensated here because this is probably the only one that we had didn't have trouble f- finding a lot of answers for. But I mean, yeah, I think we probably both are in agreement that maybe our two favorites on this list are that Atomic Blonde scene in the Call Me by Your Name speech. Uh, yeah, do we do we want to crown a winner between those two? Because they're, they're so I'm gonna different. Crown, I'm going to crown Atomic Blonde because okay. I think That's Call Me by that, Your Name. That's more about the writing. More, yeah, oh, okay. it's, well, it's going to get more awards probably in other categories here, right. and generally a, as a as a film, right? So okay. we'll give it to Tommy Blonde some, some love. Okay, yeah, and um, and that brings us to the rest of our awards, which I mean, we're keeping some of the categories we've done in the past ones, but I think it, the lack of um, excitement we have to do the, these compared to other years speaks to the year in movies. Uh, yeah. And that's what we wanted to just discuss for a minute in that, like, it was something we referenced a lot throughout the year, just how we kind of enjoy when there's some good, bad movies to go to and we can get a lot out of that kind of thing. And last year, there was just a whole bunch of movies that were just, eh. Yeah. And I think that even might have even had a greater effect on you than me. Um, yeah, yeah so, I, I saw less movies than I did two years ago and last year. I so. think you might have gotten a little discouraged, fair to say, at some points. I remember after, yeah. Well, after, there was there was a lot of movies where it was just like, yeah, you're not going to like it. It's not good. So I just didn't even waste well, my time seeing it. Well, I remember. After, I remember after you saw the circle, though, you were like, it's because of movies like that that I'm just not excited about movies. Yeah, this year. I was but like, damn. But it's true because yeah. like you guys were excited about that movie, and I was like, this movie's going to suck butt, and. And it, it was just awful. <laughs> yeah, you you, were, you diagnosed that trailer correctly, and then we saw the we saw the we saw the reviews, and we're like, oh god. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, there's there's actually I think there's three movies in my top ten or maybe two that you you didn't see. But for the most part, I I did kind of like contribute to you maybe not going as much because like I mean there were a few there I was like there weren't any where I was like this is awesome like you have to go that you didn't see. There were a couple that I really liked, but like I wasn't yeah. sure if you would like them, so I didn't like pressure you to go. But for the most part, you were just yeah. like I'm not going to waste my time. And yeah. <laughs> I think because of that though, but like a lot of the ones that we did both see though, like there were some where like yeah that's fine. And but it was like when you're trying to have make fun awards categories like we do with this like sure like best movie under sixty percent on the tomato meter or we struggled even coming up with movies that would fit that 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 category whereas in years past it was easy for us like Fifth Wave hundred percent should be hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes yeah like stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> yes of course but like I, I didn't see less movies than you you know what I mean like I saw yeah. probably more yeah, movies than saw I saw last year yeah. I saw like hundred and ten or something last year and I still like. Had trouble it wasn't like i was like well here's all this shit right here that like if you had just been a little more dedicated anthony you would agree with me it was like i couldn't fill out these categories like i i couldn't and i saw several more movies so it's like i think it was just a weird year in that like i actually went back and looked and like my top eight maybe for this year i actually felt pretty good about and at first i was gonna be like oh man my top eight two years ago like i would have put up against anything except my top two from this year and i was actually pretty felt pretty good about my top 10 to 15 movies this year but then like once i got past that it was just like there wasn't that much stuff that i had a lot of like passion for even aspects of the film even like in an ironic this is bad but i still had so much fun with it kind of way sure you know even movies that like not even movies like pride and prejudice and zombies that we like were like oh this is good but other people didn't like it or something like the fifth wave where like like i'd say like the fifth wave there was like a ton of stuff to like like even ironically like i was thinking of something sure. like one of our first podcasts was on gem and the holograms and yeah. like we had a lot of I, I can't even name a lot of individual parts of that movie that i like as much as i like about just watching the fifth wave in like such a bad yeah. way like i'm not going to argue that that's a good movie but it was just like i i, I, if I had fun like i'd rewatch yeah. it and there's like so much yeah. stuff in my list of shit from this year where it's like that eh, might have been a better movie than those but i have no desire to go back and watch it again you know, yeah, not agreed. as much. Fun I think stuff. I, wa- I, re- I rewatched Gem on HBO. Like it's on, it's on HBO all the time. I've, yeah. I've probably watched it twice since then. Yeah. Uh, so that's why, like, we're probably gonna skip through some of these faster and maybe spend a little more time talking about the legitimate awards than we have in past years. Hopefully, this uh, 2018 provides us with more stuff we can laugh at in a haha funny that you're stupid kind of way. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So uh, uh, is there any of these you want to start with? You just want to go straight down this document that we got going on. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's just go straight down the list, I think. It would just be easier to, to navigate uh, okay. probably, right? So we, yeah, so we did Best Performance That Won't Get Awards Attention. Um, is this like the Jake Gyllenhaal Award because of Southpaw? I, is that, I don't remember if that's why we started it or not. I mean, uh, it very well maybe because he was my favorite. Best performance in otherwise not good movie. That, that was, that's the Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that, 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 that's, yeah, yeah, we could probably rename that the Jake Gyllenhaal award. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this we only put four right here. Um, I'm sure you could we could have put more, um, but yeah. like I, like maybe maybe most of my other favorite ones actually would get awards attention. So I didn't really feel that strongly about it. Sure. But we put Anne Hathaway and Colossal because that was a movie both of us really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to put like I didn't want to put her in like the surprise category because like she's a good actress uh <laughs> I, I, I mean okay she can be in your personal one I, I i like her fine um but like yeah that was a cool movie and that was a cool performance uh yeah. and uh original too you know that's yeah like, it's like a very unique a very unique concept so yeah and then we put uh robert pattinson um from good time 
Yeah, that was a movie that we both enjoyed. Like, I didn't like the second half. I don't remember what your criticisms of it were. Mine was just I thought the second half kind of fell off a little bit in just how gripping the first half was, but he was really impressive throughout uh, yeah. and was just, like, totally transformed into that New York scumbag type guy when he's yeah. just a British dude. Very impressive. And it's, it's weird because this movie is very well received critically. Yeah. You'd think he might get an award nomination for it. Yeah, it's A24. It's like a studio that's done pretty well with awards the last couple of years and not even movies like Moonlight or Broom that get like a lot of Oscar nominees. Like they've had success like maybe getting like a nomination or two like they did with like Disaster Artist this year. Like they just got nominated for Screenplay or Ex Machina got like Screenplay and Visual Effects. Like it's not like they've shown they can get like in a movie like one nomination and Best Actor was a pretty weak category this year on the whole. So would have been cool if they could have gotten him in there. Uh, the next one I put was Sam Elliott and the Hero, which is one I think you should check out. It's on Amazon okay. Prime. Um, kind of in the mold of Danny Collins. Uh, like just oh, okay, okay. follows an old dude going through some stuff. This is I don't do you know anything about this movie? I kind of just I randomly have zero idea about it. Okay, I Never randomly I randomly saw it when I was by myself um, back home over the summer, I think. Um, when I went for some reason went home to Pensacola for six days. Um, and it's like, it's like a guy who's like an old Western actor, um, who like had a big, it was like a big Western actor in like the seventies and then kind of tailed off. And is just like, he, fi- he gets a cancer diagnosis and he's like, I'm going to reconnect with my, uh, long lost daughter played by Kristen Ritter. And I think I, I think I saw a trailer for this actually. So I, did you see from a couple years ago, the movie, I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm. It, had, it had Blythe Danner playing an older woman that's like single. I don't think so. What, and like having to kind of she's like kind of and sam elliott plays like a her love interest in it this same director makes this movie called the hero with sam elliott and in the and so it's like he's trying to reconnect with Kristen ritter he kind of has a fling with someone played by laura prepon like obviously yeah. a much younger woman in it and he's just kind of dealing with like trying to reconnect with his family and come to grips with the fact that he's like probably doesn't have that long to live and it's like just a nice movie follows an older person around and that's kind of like this this guy this this Brett director's name is Brett Haley, so like this movie I'll see you in my dreams with Blake Danner also like just follows an old person around doing interesting stuff, and that one had Martin Starr too playing like a younger person she connects with not like in a romantic way really but mm-hmm. like it's there's similar movies in that way and then he has another one coming out this year that like got really really good reviews at Sundance that I haven't I've tried not to learn too much about but I know it has like <laughs> Nick Offerman. And uh, Kiersey Clemens, who like apparently team up and form an unlo- unlikely song singing songwriting duo. He might be your dad in the movie. I don't know. I just know that like the, the movie got really good word from Sundance, and Sam Elliott just gives a great performance in that movie. Nick Offerman plays like his like stoner friend drug dealer in the movie, uh, and so it's just kind of been like a thing where this act this guy gives makes like small movies just about like centered around one character first two are old people um but yeah i highly recommend it sam elliott was really good in it just check out okay so just like brett Haley. So it's on amazon prime i think it is or it might not be but like it's easily available at this point i'm sure because it came out like in the summer um okay you probably enjoy it if we like like i said you enjoyed danny collins it's like a comedy about an older person type thing yeah um and then yeah. the last one that you added to the list was anya taylor joy and split and by yeah. the same token i guess we could have put james mcavoy there too um, yeah, yeah. He but you, was really, but you but really we sort of, him. we sort of, um, we sort of expected from him a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? Because I mean, I think we both think he's a good actor. Yeah, I don't. 
I think you think that. I yeah. don't remember. Well, we, we have a separate category for like didn't know <laughs> yeah. they had it in them, but like yeah. it's, not, it's not like Anna Taylor Joy has been around forever. Like she's yeah. not that good. This is shocking. She's a good thing. So I kind of get it if you really liked her in yeah. that. And you know, like I didn't even know if you saw this, but like they already shot the sequel. Like they got on that pretty yeah. fast. Uh, so okay. that's gonna. I think they're gonna release. It's what it's called. Glass, Glass in twenty eighteen. It's gonna no. It's gonna no. It's gonna be literally the same weekend. Split came out last year, but it's gonna come out in twenty nineteen. So like it's okay. gonna be like the, so it's like gonna be like the first in eleven months or so. Yeah, it's gonna be like the first movie we see in January of next year for nice. the New Year's. They're releasing nice. like that same weekend they released Split on, and it's like already nice. done shooting. So, um, and nice. he's gonna be in it, and obviously Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So excited for that, and I mean. Uh, and I and I just really like her, you know. I don't know. Did you ever watch the trailer for that movie Thoroughbreds that's coming out? I literally watched it last night. It looks pretty cool, right? Randomly, yeah. And, and Anton's and, last performance, um, or I think what's, what's and his face is oh, Olivia so. Cook and um, Anton Yelkin and Olivia Cook yeah. and her. So is that his last movie that he was shooting or shot before? Yeah, and it's he weird. Died? It came out at Sundance last january and it just okay. for whatever reason they're taking it so he filmed it you obviously. think they like re-edited it because he passed or? no i think it was done i mean i i don't think or maybe they had to i don't know but I, i'm yeah. it, would, it would make sense i guess if it didn't come out till sundance 2017 and he died in june of 2016 make who yeah. knows maybe that happened but like they obviously aren't hiding him in the trailer maybe they changed a couple yeah. things but i'm excited for that and um yeah she she's gonna be in the new mutants movie too that got pushed back because of all the shit that was going on when fox got sold to disney or whatever um but like she's gonna keep yeah. doing big things and i like everything i've seen her yeah. do so yeah. Yeah, she's cool do, do, should we give that award to pattinson though yeah i think i think you have to give it to pattinson right yeah yeah so i'm excited for him because it seems like people are finally starting to realize like him and kirsten stewart even if they had some kind of bias against them from the twilight movies that like they're actually good <laughs> they're actually good actors and can do yeah. stuff Next movie, ne- next category, which is maybe not as filled as it should be because maybe we've gotten better at avoiding trailers, but I thought it was an interesting award. Was I called it the Secret Life of Walter Mitty Award for a trailer that gave us false hope. Did yeah. you ever see the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Yeah, I did. Did you I mean I, – did you agree that it had a better trailer than it did uh, – um, Yeah, the movie sucked. Yeah, like I, I thought it was it's a really like cool brand, trailer. Brand, brand uh, stuff, the movie. But like, but like, it was cool. like you. Do you remember that trailer though? Played to the yeah, Monsters of Men song. Yeah, I was so excited for that movie, and I was just like, "What's the?" I was like, "Want to do this category?" Because we we do sometimes get excited based on trailers, and either and usually it's like there's very few times where it's like the movie's better than the trailer. It's usually the other way around. F- yeah, um, but and like, we usually know if a movie like we usually can know if a movie's gonna be good or bad based yeah, on the trailer. There are a couple others over and the last so, couple of years that like I think I could have yeah. that would have won this award if we had it. Like I remember being really excited for Hail Caesar, didn't really totally like that yeah. movie. Um, stuff like that. So but like yeah. uh, you didn't add a ton to this. You added Ingrid Goes West, which uh, I actually liked. I put Wonderstruck and T two strain spotting on there, movies that you didn't see. Um, so I don't really know I didn't if you see the trailer. That's the Wonderstruck is the Jacob uh, the Jacob Tremblay movie, right? No, that's Wonder. Or is that Wonder? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wonderstruck was the Todd Haynes, same guy that did Carol. It was like a. It looked, oh, like, okay, it, okay. It looked like it was going to be like a mythical thing about like a deaf girl having some connection with a kid in like the seventies, and she was in the twenties, and there just wasn't a lot to it. But it had a pretty cool trailer um, scored to that David Bowie song, and I was c- kind of into it. Like watched that trailer a ton. Train Spotting, I liked the original, and it just had a pretty fun looking trailer, and I didn't really like the story it told, but I mean. I don't know. That's probably one we just need to pay closer attention to for next year because I don't feel that strongly about it. If you want to shit on Inger Goes West, you can just give it the award. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, uh, the trailer. The trailer is really good. The movie poster is amazing art. True. And the promotional campaign that let you down overall. You can give yeah, it to the you. marketing campaign fantastic for this for this movie. And then 
it, it, it sort of segues the next category we have is missed opportunity film. And this is the first, this is like the only movie I put in there because I just, yeah. Cause there wasn't uh, like a movie I'm looking like through my list right now. And there's not like one that was like, Oh man, that could have been dope. If you would like just change this one thing, you know, yeah. like I, 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 I don't know. I'm just trying to look like, I mean, maybe I would put Molly's game there, which I didn't put on there initially. But like, I felt like there were a few things that, like, if Molly's game had changed, it might have been, like, been really, really good. Year. I think, and like, it had but, a lot of potential. Um, and but not, it wasn't, it wasn't like bad. To the like to me, I enjoyed Molly's game enough to where yeah. I was like, eh, it could have been better. But this movie, I was like pissed because, yeah, I just didn't. It just to me, it wasn't good, and I wanted it to be really good. And I think, like, the bones were there, but the the writing just didn't do what it should have done right so the other ones i put on there were american assassin and crown heights i don't do you even know what crown heights is uh you told me about it i wanted to see american assassin too but i just never did the trailer's trash for it though too so crown heights is the one it was like lakeith stanfield plays a guy wrongfully yeah uh, yeah yeah. you told me about that that's why i didn't watch it you said it was trash yeah and some people actually liked it i think it actually doesn't have bad reviews nandi asamoah plays his lawyer Uh, i guess being carrie washington's husband will get you some things i guess um and it just I, i mean I feel like maybe that's a story you've kind of seen told before, but um, I don't know. Not that many times, I guess, where it's like wrongfully put in prison. And I don't really yeah. know what I was expecting, but he's one of my – Lakeith Stanfield is one of my favorite yeah. actors. And I it just felt like it was a little more uh, routine and it could have given me – maybe it could have given me more on him. Like I, honestly, I fell asleep at the last 10 minutes of that movie, 20 minutes of that movie. But like <laughs> at that point, there wasn't really anything left to happen other than for him to get out of prison. So I, like, I kind of felt like I'd seen yeah. what I wanted to see. But like I don't know, it just with the ingredients, I just kind of was hoping for more. I was excited for him to get a starring role, and um, it looks yeah. like he's actually going to be in a couple of really good movies this year that did well on Sundance. I'm excited. Just it, I don't know. I was just really excited. American Assassin. I read the books of the, that it's based on about like a really secret, good cast in American Assassin. CIA agent. Uh, I mean. I don't know. Like I, I like Dylan O'Brien okay in the Maze Runner movies, and I just I don't know if he should have played the main character in this. It's not exactly how I envisioned the guy being. The character's name is Mitch Rapp. Michael Keaton gives like an amazing, um, <laughs> I, an amazing Liev in Fifth Wave esque performance as his tra- oh, okay. as his okay. trainer from the CIA um, that trains him in the CIA, and a character named Stan Hurley, which is a lot of fun. And uh, Taylor Kitsch plays the bad guy and is fine, but. I don't know. It just it didn't come together in a way like uh, the 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 I had the expectations for the books. I don't read as much as it I was used the to book as a kid. Better, yeah. The books the are movie? the books are really good. Um, okay. And I, I mean I don't read that much anymore. I just don't take the time to do it. I spend all my free time watching movies <laughs> on TV. Movies. But like when it so I guess whenever I do have a vision of something in my head, it's maybe it's unfair on my part that it, but like I mean the movie got like thirty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I didn't even really have particularly a ton of fun watching it, even the action yeah. scenes and stuff. Um, and uh, you put Inger Goes West on there, which, uh, like you said, yeah. you kind of just had we, – we, we did a pretty long podcast on that with Rachel. Um, yeah, and, I, I, and the thing about that too is the cast is really good. The acting is good. It just – for me, the ultimate like message at the end was sort of misguided from the rest of the film, and I just wanted – I wanted more from it, um, and it, it, it just didn't do it for me. So I was, I, I was kind of sad, especially because it, it's very topical in – uh, you know technology today and everything so that that that's my pick for missed opportunity film but i i wanted to see american assassin and i ended up not seeing it so maybe that would win too 
All right. Well, we can just give it to Anger Goes West because I don't really care. That was that, like <laughs> we're, we're kind of in like a rough part of these awards because the next one we put was best film under sixty percent of the tomato meter. And oh, I mean, this is one I'm always excited about because I feel like the last few years, yeah. like we always saw a lot of movies that weren't good and had fun at some of them. And this is kind of like the big overarching theme of what we're talking about with these awards is just like it's. I mean, it was like I, like a lot of these movies. Like there was somewhere I would say like that were over 60% that were just like so a lot of them actually. And I was just like, whatever for so many of them, you know? Yeah. Would you, would you, we don't have it written out. Would you add power Rangers to this list? Cause we both just, like power Rangers. I didn't like power Rangers as much as you did. Oh, okay. um, like you and Andy were higher on it on me than I was yeah. on that. I, I, I was actually just at that point on my th- thing. I couldn't remember what it got on the tomato meter though. Um, yeah. 44. Oh, I mean, I, the it's other better two, than a 44. Sure. Uh, <laughs> You would have given a thumbs up on the tomato meter. I don't know. I I really didn't like it that much. But I mean, I thought uh, you, I thought you did because you liked the Elizabeth Banks performance, didn't you? No, no, I didn't. I was. Oh, Andy like, liked it. Yeah, I, I was yeah. just like, I was like, I can tell she's having fun, but it doesn't really work. For, it didn't. It wasn't yeah. really my favorite part of the movie. I think I I was really down on it because I wanted to see like uh, I don't know the, too much of the movie it was like about them. Like we got to learn to like work together, but then you don't actually yeah. like. It's, it's all of a sudden like their suits accidentally come on and then it's done like i, I would have like i think maybe i didn't like that it was like reduced to a training montage when they just kept talking about why the suits weren't sure. working and then all of a sudden the suits work it was like i i, I would have just done it differently even though I, if, if they were to make another one i'd be more than happy to see it like i like the ingredients i like those actors and everything sure it was just like it, it, it was like the worst kind of origin movie that just takes way too long to get to the point and and, not, and doesn't do it in an interesting way and but like the thing is that movie didn't make that much money for how much they put into it. Like I was reading it the other day because I was talking to a friend on Twitter about the whole concept of greenlighting multiple movies at once because he just didn't really mm-hmm. know how that worked. And I was like, well, you know, like this is an example of one where like I'm sure they have a bunch of movies in place, but the thing like had a hundred million dollar budget and made one hundred fifty million dollars around the world. You know, like I don't know if it's going to happen, but if by chance they happen to decide to do another one, like I'd be more than happy to go. It's just. That one didn't quite as much do it for me. Like, I'd rather go with 47 Meters Down if we're in that. Yeah, 47 Meters Down was a delightful movie, yes. honestly. Um, I, but it's just usually we have like so many more to put in here. Like I almost yeah. would have put one that, another one that you should catch in the same mold of Happy Death Day uh, was Before I Fall. Just like movies that mm-hmm. would be clam movies that clam didn't that's make the, it That's to. the Chloe movie, right? No, that was the uh, Zoe it, du- Deutsch movie. Um, which oh, is like, which okay. is like It's like Groundhog Day in a high school. Um, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. and uh, and and uh, Barry Jenkins tweeted about it in in a very bad way, a way that I wish I could have described it. Where he's like, "What if Amy Heckerling uh, directed Groundhog Day and like set it in modern day?" You know, Amy Heckerling of Clueless. Uh, yeah, it's it's a fun movie, but it was sixty four percent. So I mean, personally for Good me, it would have been way higher, but like I couldn't put it there. It just wasn't quite yeah. bad enough in the general public's view. So yeah. I mean, there are a few things maybe in the sixties I really liked, but like. Just not as much as we normally have. We usually have a lot. That was like when we first started going to movies a lot. I was like, that was the weirdest part of that phenomenon for me when we started going um, a lot together in law school. I was, like, I was like, wow, yeah. I'm going to so many of these bad movies, but I'm having fun <laughs> at them. And like that didn't happen last year. And I, yeah. like I said, it wasn't like I didn't go to as many movies like you. I just there weren't any of those movies made. It's frustrating. We d- we just need a we need a, a ridiculous shark movie to come out every summer so that we can put it. Yeah, except like the, the shallows list. actually had like good reviews. Um, yeah. Uh, we just need more bad movies in general. Next one would be best performance by in an otherwise not good movie, actor in an otherwise not good movie. I put Michael Keaton in American Assassin. I told you about like that's the Liev Shriver of this group. Um, mm-hmm. I put Michael Fassbender in Alien. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's definitely a not good movie, but that would, it's we, definitely we, a not good movie. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 we liked him. Uh, we we yeah, thought that we yeah, thought that scene cool. with the two Davids was really cool. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. It was awesome. 
And then I put Army Hammer and Free Fire, um, which is funny because he's in one of our favorite movies of the year. But uh, yeah. Free Fire was another one that you didn't make it to, and I gave you a lot well, of shit I, for not everyone going. Said it was trash, so I didn't go. Yeah, and like I gave you a lot of shit for not going when you didn't go because you like put it off to the point where we couldn't do a podcast on it. But then I thought about it because I was talking to Hannah about it at some point um, when we did one of the others, and we were just like. And because I, I would have probably just done a podcast with her if you had just decided not to go. And then she's like, yeah, I don't know what I would have said about that movie. And I'm Sorry. like, I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't really know what I would have said either. I probably shouldn't have given Clam so much shit about not seeing it. You just <laughs> need to write about it if we're not doing a podcast. Just tweet about it. Write about it. But Get I mean, I, but, 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 I mean I, that's what I have letterbox for. But so I, sure. I, I, so I, I do just write, post your letterbox shit, though. People, wait, people put, read it. Put it on Twitter, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. People will read it. I mean, whatever. But like, I just post the um, link on Facebook or Twitter with. The I know, but like, thing. but like that, the thing about that movie though was like, I in my head I wanted to talk about it because like I thought it had like so many cool ingredients. Like it just had a bunch of cool actors and stuff. It had Army yeah. Hammer. The actor, the, actor Brie, the cast was cool. Brie Larson, Brie Larson, Jack Rayner, Charlotte, Army Hammer. It was just a loaded cast, and I'm just like. The fact that I was kind of let down by it, despite that cast, made me think like, "Man, I need to talk about why this is so disappointing." But I think it was just like there just wasn't much there. It was a shootout movie, and it wasn't like it overstayed its welcome. I don't think it was more than an hour and a half, but it was just like there could have yeah. been more to it. Um, but like Army Hammer is just like delightful in it. Like he's just like commenting. Like while this whole shootout's going on, he's like, like he's like acting totally cool, even after he gets shot, and he's just like being so cool, calm, and collected, and making witty comments. Like it's a fun performance. Like I, if like if you do see it, just like on TV or like on Amazon Prime, like yeah. it might be worth watching just so you get some laughs out of him. Um, Fair oh, and Killian Murphy's in it too. Like he and Brie Larson oh, have some yeah. fun stuff. So it's just a great cast, and it was just a that I should put that that I, that, I almost would have given missed opportunity to that myself because like I feel like there should have been a way to make that movie more exciting than it was. Um, probably yeah so uh next we had a uh, best performance from someone you hadn't previously known the first one i put there was bria vanati in the florida project a movie you, you didn't like i'm still not really sure why you didn't like it but uh, it was fine it just I, like it's a fine movie i, I just didn't like it <laughs> it's a fine movie i'm I not saying it's like. not good i just didn't like it <laughs> do you agree there's, that, a, like, there's a distinction to be made there. sure whatever you agree that like she was good in it though yeah she was great she was amazing never never been in a movie I, I talked about her being awesome in the, in the on the podcast and then the next one i put was abby quinn in landline we both liked her right yeah for sure landline was a, was a delightful film yeah and then i put jessica rothy in happy death day she's the lead in that uh, i still need to see that yeah it's a movie that i'm almost 100 sure you would like it's college movie yeah, but it's i'm sure i like it i just i was waiting for my friend and then he we just didn't see it so yeah I that's one that like i mean that's one of the few that like you didn't go to that i actually think would have been a fun podcast like you'll yeah. I, I, you gotta at least tell me once you get around to it because like I will. it's like funny the way they it's like you know the concept but like they they yeah. pull some fun tricks in it too it's fun i think you added anya taylor joy to that but like i'd actually yeah. watched her in movies before this year so it's not really applicable for me but what else was she in i don't that, know what she was the, in. the year before she was in uh, The Witch and Barry. Okay, the, yeah. Well, I haven't seen either of those. So. Yeah, so it wasn't new to me, but I, I do like that you put Jacob Lattimore there. Yeah, because uh, I like, feel like I could have put him on a bunch. I feel like I could have put Slight and and him on a bunch of categories, but I feel like it would have been overkill. But um, Slight you know, was we a did cool a podcast movie. On, we did a podcast on Slight. It literally, I, I read uh, like a Twitter review of it like the day it came out, and I left work and just went and saw it, and it was like a really good movie. And I think I actually uh, liked it. I mean, that was one of the few that like you just like went and just like tweeted about it or texted me that you were going, and I was like, 
oh man, I have no idea what this is. Like this will be cool. Yeah. It's like the only time I ever get to see stuff anymore where I don't literally don't know anything about it. It was when I see see the <laughs> see the Oscar shorts, uh, yeah. which is a cool exercise that I recommend everyone do. But like this was like one of the rare instances in which like. I might have heard the word magician beforehand, and that's all yeah. I knew going in. I literally knew nothing yeah. else. So um, you get a very different kind of movie than what you're expecting if you just go in knowing nothing but magician. Uh, yeah. If you know, if you if you didn't happen to listen to our podcast on that, but now you're listening to this, I won't say anything else about it. This yeah, is, it's, the, it's a nice, short, well-told story. Story that's, that's cool, and like I, I think it's almost cool to go in like. If you don't know anything besides magician, there's this kid named Jacob Lattimore. He's like 21 years old, but he gives a really cool performance. And uh, it's in, and I think it's on Amazon Prime now. Yeah. Uh, so and hopefully he gets in more stuff. He hasn't been. He, in he was in. Since. He was in Detroit, and oh, kind of, he, yeah. he didn't like that movie. But I thought he was fine. Yeah, in the it. movie sucks. Um, but yeah, yeah. But he, so I think he, I think he's going to start being in more stuff. Um, yeah. the next thing we did was uh, biggest surprise performance, uh, which is a fun one. Like someone that surprised yeah. you, and I don't really remember who we gave that it, to yeah, last year. And, and the the thing in parentheses we have on this category is we didn't know they had it in them because they were either like bad at acting or never really gave a dramatic performance i guess for instance last year we, we had daniel radcliffe and imperium which you hadn't seen at that point but do you agree yeah. that was a cool performance yeah yeah yeah. uh and blake lively in the shallows we probably gave it to yeah. i don't remember chris pine and hell or high water because he hadn't really done that kind of movie before uh and kate beckinsale and love and friendship i don't know if you ever watched that just a delightful, funny performance in a PG movie. Uh, very funny, and Russell Crowe and the Nice Guys. So, like, yeah. it's just someone that does something that's like either like, "Wow, I didn't think you were a good actor," or "I've just never seen you," <laughs> or "I've never seen you in that kind of role." So, um, this year uh, we we had Robert Pattinson, who we already gave one award to because, like, yeah. I'd, I'd seen him in The Rover before, which is like an A twenty four movie that you might enjoy checking out. But I didn't love it. But like, I kind of knew he could do other stuff. And yeah. he's but like, he's famous for Twilight, right? If someone hears right. Robert Pattinson, they're like Twilight. So if you just like, watch oh. this stuff, two the two things he did this year, um, one being The Lost City of Z, and uh, where he's like playing a totally different kind of guy than he does in Good Time. Like I think he just showed a lot of range this year, and. That's why he's on this list. Then yeah. we had uh, Tiffany Haddish, which you didn't like her as much as I did in Girl's Trip, but like I'd never seen her in anything before besides like playing that straight laced cop in Keanu. So like mm-hmm. I didn't know she could go like all out like she does in yeah. Girl's Trip. So that was that was cool. There's she even yeah. had Oscar buzz for a minute because the New York film critics gave her their best supporting actress award. Then Timothy Chalamet, because you can go with Lady Bird and Call Me by Your Name as a collective group and then be like the, yeah. before the show. And hostels. <laughs> well, that, no, I, let's just not talk about that because I like that movie. But like, let's just let's just give, do him the favor of not mentioning his performance in that movie. But like before before this year, like he was the kid from Homeland, and that was it. Yeah. So to be in like two great movies and give two really good performances, and one, each of them that are totally different. One thing I, I I wrote like the third time I saw Lady Bird, I put in my letterbox review. I, I just kind of gave a few bullet points, and I was just like, it shows how good of an actor that Timothy Chalamet is. That like you look at him like smoking a cigarette in Lady Bird, and you crack up just because of how pretentious that kid is and how funny it is. He's just there smoking cigarettes when he's seventeen or whatever. But then he's just like he looks so natural. It's like whatever when he's doing it. And call me by your name. <laughs> yeah, he's just so casual or whatever. And yeah. It's nothing. Uh-huh. And then the last one was Jason Sudeikis, which I mean. I would either want to give it to Chalamet or him because we already gave Pattinson. I feel like I feel like Sudeikis is the winner here. Like he's in Colossal and his character sort of has this like big heel turn, and because it's like a it's, surprise within the surprise. Like you think he's doing the Jason Sudeikis thing, yeah, and it's like, oh wow, I didn't know this character had it in him, but I also didn't know you had it in you to be so terrifying. Yeah, it's weird because you've never like I 
I feel like before the movie, I like him. Like he's fine, and I, I think he. But he plays the same. Plays Jason like, Sudeikis. Like I watched him on SNL. Yeah. I liked him there. He's what? He's in Horrible Bosses. He's in uh, We're the Millers. Like com- solid comedies where he's fun in, but he's playing like the same dude. You know. He's in, and he's in that uh, that movie we did last year. The love, the we. What's it called? The fucking dating movie. Oh, he's sleeping in. with other people. Yeah, but he's sleeping still. With other people, he's like yeah. he's just Jason Sudeikis. You know, and yeah. all those. Yeah, um, but in this movie he he actually acts, and there's like a dramatic role for him, and and he's really good in it. Yeah. So, and uh, I mean, uh, Colossal's one that I'd still encourage people to see. So feel bad if I just spoiled for it in you because it's like almost we spoiled it for you to know that he has a heel turn in it, but like yeah. he doesn't really spoil it. No, you know, it's, it's not a spoiler. It's still a crazy movie that like it's still going to have twists and turns in it, but like I don't know. It's it's it, it, definitely go see it if you haven't. Um, yeah. I didn't really have anything on the biggest gap between us and the critics because, like I said, yeah. there, there weren't – like usually there's like bad movies that we love and there weren't. Yeah. Um, I put the big sick down. OK. I couldn't remember if I wrote that or you wrote that. Uh, I wrote it because okay. it, like it, it, every second that I've been away from the movie, I've disliked it more and more. Fair enough. And, I mean like I, – I, it, it, it just sucks. So it's gone down here. And it has like a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes and it got an Oscar nomination. For writing. Um. Yeah, See, I wasn't that worked up about that because that that was a kind of a well. Actually, that's original screenplay. That's it's a, that was a tougher field to crack this year, I'd say. But like, I'm 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 like, I mean, I wouldn't be one of my Oscar Best Picture nominees, despite like the fact that I liked it more than you. But I I'm almost not as upset about the Oscar nomination because I want more movies like that to get nominated for stuff. And if it's like if there's not one that I was like super pissed about getting snubbed, I'm just like fine, cool. Like I if guess. you want to keep doing, I, I, I in, just... in theory, in theory, I like movies that are like that getting awards because traditionally that just hasn't been what Oscars does. But I get it if you don't like the movie, you're not happy about that. So yeah, yeah, um, that, that that's where I'm at. Otherwise, I mean, you could say. What three billboards or the post maybe, but like they're not they're they're not. I mean, I guess three billboards would fit in this category, right? Like, what is that? It's it's got pretty big. Oh yeah, well, we know something. Well, that's the thing is the critic now critics are like yeah, it's not good, but like some I guess some still are, but like I, I just feel like there's not been enough people that are on the same pages as on that. I didn't think to do that, but that should probably be the winner because like since we both didn't like that movie and at least yeah. i kind of like the big sick but like yeah that's yeah. fair so you have three billboards the thing there I, it's just it's more fun to give that one to one that like we actually like that had a low score like whether it be something sure. like something like burnt or like oh, burnt. Or, or fig- i watched it again the other day oh, really like, not the other day but like a month or two ago it was on hbo at like 4 a.m still solid put it on yeah man matthew is the goat yeah okay um <laughs> Next, next one we had his best kid performances, and like I, I just scanned through that thing again as we've been sitting here, and there aren't that many. Uh, yeah. Or no, best actor, best perform- okay, We'll go back. We'll go back it up. I skipped one. Best kid yeah. performances. I put Brooklyn Prince in the Florida Project, and Daphne Keene and Logan. And yeah. then like I was like, there's got to be like more than in that. Like I like scroll through the thing, and like there's can't think of any that had like kids that were like younger than teenagers really in them that like really you know. Um, it's not yeah. seeing much on there. It's pretty. It's pretty uh, weak in that category. Yeah, maybe eh, – I was going to say maybe like – no, he's too old. I was going to say like Killing of a Sacred Deer maybe, but like – No, that kid's yeah, like everybody, our age. Everybody's too old. Um, yeah, I don't know. you want to give it to the kid from Logan since I know you didn't like Florida yeah. Project that much? Yeah, okay, King, Daphne King gets it. Sure. X-23. Okay, n- next we had Best Performance Depicting a Terrible Person, and we quickly added a few onto this at the end. I, I had Allison Williams from Get Out. Because uh, yeah. like that's like a cool, especially if you go back and watch it a second time, which uh, it's like it's such a different experience. But like when you kind of know that's what he's doing, it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. 
and I put Sebastian Stan, and I get we were talking about that a little bit before Brighton, the pod. Like, yeah, yeah. it's I mean, it's a little bit of a weird one because it's like maybe he's not that bad. You don't know who to believe because it's unreliable narrators and all that stuff. But that's still a pretty cool performance. Um, one that should probably been in our one that's like best one not getting awards uh, attention either because sure. I mean he's I th- like every, a lot of other people in that movie like there's two other acting nominations and it feels like he just kind of got looked over and when I would have much rather him gotten that instead of like either the guys in three billboards you know mm-hmm. then Jason Sudeikis from uh, um, we just talked about him like that's and a pretty Colossal, great performance yeah. and then we had Charlie Theron from because uh, we had to get some love in there Fast for eight. Uh, Fast Eight because they're just not 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 a lot of it, it didn't really fit in most of these categories uh, yeah. so nice to have someone from there pop up somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I think I think I would give it to Allison Williams to be honest. Yeah, good for her. You know, wanted to want these people from Girls to go on and do cool stuff, and it's cool that she got to get in a movie like that. Um, yeah, she's she's really good. She's really really good in this movie. So uh, I'm I'm about it. Um, next next category I had was best performance playing dumb. Uh, you yeah. put Sebastian Stan with for I Tiny again. Um, you put Adam Driver for Logan Lucky, and I added Taiko Waititi for Korg and Ragnarok. Was Korg dumb? I don't know if that fits. Was Korg yeah, dumb? Pretty, he's kind of stupid. I thought he was just very innocent. That was more fun to think yeah, about. That. He's yeah, just sort of... but he's like he's like unaware too. Okay. Like yeah, I don't know. He's like really spacey. So I feel like uh, yeah, there was a, there was a lot more the first year we did that one. Um, or no, the second year I guess we did it. I mean, my years are so messed up. Like no, first yeah, I guess the second year. Yeah. Yeah. That that man. 2016 doesn't feel that long ago because I'm thinking of like, <laughs> it feels like it's kind of long ago, but not at the same time because it's technically the last one we did. But like, I was just thinking about how like the last time we did this, we were technically coming off like the same year in which like everybody wants some came out. But it's been like almost mm-hmm. two years since we saw that movie, but it was technically last year. So we had like yeah. the kid in that movie who was like amazing um, yeah. and stuff like that. So it was like Wyatt Russell and some other people. Or no, well the Temple Baker kid that like has who puts yeah. a cat in the fridge, you know, that, <laughs> that guy. So, I mean, I feel like it was a stronger year for that one a couple of years ago, but uh, I hopefully like, I, it's one I want to keep on this running list we have uh, just like, sure. cause I think that's the potential to like have a different year where there's a lot more to put there. Um, sure. So yeah, uh, I mean, if you want to do Korg, I'm cool with that because I do. I, I get what you're saying now about how like he, there's so much going on that he was just like his is, is it like him at the same time being innocent and unaware. Yeah. So that's cool. We want to give Taika some love since. Yeah. Um, other he like, might not get love at the at the Oscars. Well, but. he's definitely not getting love at the Oscars, even if he should have. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, two more categories. Last one, best villain, and then best line, and then we're going to talk about the actual Oscar categories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so best villain we just on the fly came up with, came up with, and there's a lot of like superhero movies and pseudo superhero movies that have like villains. So I added Charlize from Fast Eight, Kate Blanchett from Thor, uh, Justice League. I don't even remember who the villain is. Yeah, that one's not um, winning. Spider Man, Homecoming, Vulture, Michael Keaton. Uh, Wonder Woman was the I David guess, Thewlis guy. Um, uh, you could add Kylo and Snoke for Star Wars, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Russell for Guardians, Elizabeth Banks for Power Rangers, Wonder Woman, whoever the villain was, and Julianne Moore in Kingsman 2. I added that one for you because she was so good in Kingsman 2, you know? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, that was all. Yeah, there, there are a decent amount of movies with villains. Um, I feel like there are even more. I just didn't even. Like, well, I mean, like Logan had the guy that it was, it was just yeah. like whatever. He was kind of dumb and yeah. evil. Yeah. Uh, um wait did you did you put that there or did i miss that no uh, i didn't put logan okay. there i mean i mean that yeah i mean i really liked that movie a lot even though it didn't really the villain wasn't that good i mean i might have even yeah. moved it down my top 10 list if i had thought about that but uh um it's uh, not about the villain. it's not really about the villain you're right. yeah 
Uh, yeah, it's not really. I mean, you you kind of covered it there. Uh, I mean, there's. Yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, I I feel like it should go to um, it should go to Kylo probably. Uh, like okay. I, I, by default. I mean, I I, I mean, I, I like the two Marvel or. Er, I mean, Cape Blanchett was fun, but like I like the other two Marvel yeah. villains a little better. Um, yeah. I think the Kurt Russell thing was more. I like we talked about it on our uh, Black Panther pod. How and talk about one that's not going to really be much of a discussion next year. But yeah. um, <laughs> although you have to do best antagonist for that. But you know, yeah. you know, what I mean, like the, the like the, it's kind of weird that like one of our categories has already been decided when we're barely into yeah. next year. But uh, I, the, I talked about how like I like the Guardians two thing, but that was more about the story and how like like fucked up that guy just wanted to spread his seed all over the world was as far as like yeah. the actual villain i'd probably actually prefer vulture because you also have that yeah. really amazing scene in the car um so like yeah. Ky- kylo is just like yeah. I, I mean what made kylo so good is that like there's a there's like a stretch of which he might not actually be the villain um yeah. i don't know it's it's got to be one of them like kylo is just i mean he's he's, yeah. he's i'm amazing. gonna for me I'm not giving any awards to Star Wars because it's trash. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Vulture. I think. Fair enough, and we'll reserve. I or mean, Spider-Man hopefully, maybe episode maybe episode nine will be good, and maybe think, they'll actually because Kylo's going like full bad guy, presumably in episode nine. So maybe it'll just be undeniable at that point, um, yeah. and we can give it to Vulture for this one. So yeah, yeah, and then best line. Uh, yeah, this is this is this one and best line and best scene are like two of. Probably our favorite category to do, right? Yeah, um, we can just go through them. Uh, yeah, that's first fine. one, Logan, uh, when he tells um, uh, X twenty three. X yeah, when he tells her at the end, "Don't be what they made you." Uh, that yeah. was probably the most moving part of that movie for me, even more so than Professor X's death. Yeah, um, yeah. that mean that it was just. That was good stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, because it had been so like he had been keeping his distance from her like for much of the movie, and, and he's finally kind of opening up to her in that moment. It's very touching. Yeah. Uh, the next one I put was a movie I don't think you've seen, but another one I'd recommend, Columbus. I don't know. Do you know anything mm-hmm. about this one? I have no idea what this line is. No. You know? Do you know what the movie is? <laughs> huh? Do you no, know what I the movie know. is? So it has uh, Haley Lou Richardson uh, okay. and John Cho or the two okay. leads. I don't know how you feel about John Cho. He's been in like, like random stuff, and uh, so. There's this there's this real town called Columbus, Indiana, uh, which is like, and it's like it's, it's kind of if, if it's not really well known, but if it's known for anything, it's for the fact that like it's like a one of the few ci- like non big cities in the country that's like at the forefront of modern architecture. So it has okay. like all these bizarre looking buildings, and Haley Lou plays this girl that's like just graduated high school and is just like kind of staying at home even though she's smart and probably could have gone and done other stuff because she wants to take care of her mom who's an addict and she's like a big fan of the architecture around there and john cho's dad i guess might have lived there at some point and john cho like went off to do work in some asian country and john cho's dad was like a like a modern architect one of these architects or like a professor of architecture like a the forefront of the field he gets sick so john cho has to like go back and he runs into her and they just kind of reconnect and talk about life and walk around this city that has like a bunch of like cool stuff all these cool looking buildings and it's shot beautifully it just has all these really cool shots of just this weird architecture and it's framed really cool and and, the, and it, it, there's this, like this, this line in there where it's like – at first I thought I was in Lady Bird, and then I forgot that it wasn't because it seemed like something that would have been in Lady Bird, um, <laughs> which, I mean, I kind of added the line I was thinking about in Lady Bird on there later. But it's just more just about – it connected with me since I'm from a town that like I don't really like, but you don't really like think about things in the same way when you just grow up totally around them. And the, the line is just you grow up around something, and it feels like nothing. And I can kind of relate to that since this is a town that has something going for it with all of its core cool architecture and the character. And, and the, one of the – the, I think that's actually said by the John Cho character. 
character, but he's talking to her about it. He's like, look, you don't appreciate something you're just around all the time. And it's a cool moment, and I think you'd actually kind of enjoy it. And she gives a really cool performance because she's someone who, I mean, we liked in Split, but she just kind of plays scared girl in there. And yeah, then she's yeah, in, yeah. and she, she's good in Edge of 17, but like that's, Haley, that, that's, Haley, that's Haley's movie. It's not, she doesn't have a ton of great moments in that. Uh, and this is like her kind of having a coming out party is like someone that can potentially do a lot of other cool stuff. Yeah. Um, the next one I put on there is um, from Call Me By Your Name. If you if only you knew about how little about the things that matter, a uh, little I know about the things that matter. I mean, because yeah. that, that was just such a loaded line, you know, and like, yeah. in a good it's way a, where it says it's so like much. a turning point too. It's a huge turning point in the movie, and it says a lot without explicitly saying it. So it's I think it's it's cool in the way it packs a punch, you know. Well, I mean, that, I think you could have added anything from Stuhlbarg's speech too at the end, probably. Right. It was just like you know you know it's like hard to like. And that was a movie that you really liked a lot, though. I didn't know. If, was there anything else that you would have put from there aside from his speech? Anything um, that jumped out to you when you thought about the movie or not really? I don't know. Not, yeah. not off the top of my head. Right. I, I don't think so. I mean, this is that's like the big lines. Yeah. So right right after that, I put, don't you think maybe they're the same thing, love and attention, that the um, the, the nun tells uh, Shirsha in that when she's telling her, oh, I read your essay and it actually sounds like you love Sacramento and it catches her off guard. And that's another yeah. one that I said kind of like really, uh, I could relate to, to like I get again from my hometown and all that stuff. I didn't really like my hometown that much. So that was one that, I mean, I saw that movie more than any other last year. And actually there was one other I saw a lot. Um, but like, I mean, that one, like that was the one line that stuck out to me, especially after all my viewings. I mean, you yeah. weren't quite as high in Lady Bird as I was. I don't know if you felt like that would have been the appropriate it's, choice from that category. It's um, interesting because that's the one movie in this in this uh, group where the line isn't said by like a major character, right. but it's to a major character, I guess. And it's 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 interesting. I don't know, just the fact that it's not a major character saying the line, but it's still like. Very strong. Yeah. Because I remember that line without – I only saw the movie one time. Yeah. And then we have your two Get Out ones. You should read those because I'm yeah, glad you added them. Yeah, I put um, – if I could, I would have voted Obama for a third term from Bradley Whitford. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put, you know, I Can't Give You the Key is Right, Babe, from Allison Williams. That's a great both one. both are like – yeah, the Allison Williams line is like the – that's like the climax of the film. Yeah, and I would have you given you the, the Obama one. Like, I mean that was a big laugh in the movie because like she yeah. had said it like just five minutes before he's going to say it. So then that he yeah. does, it's it's hilarious. But I, I mean I don't know. Like, but it's not – It's the thing is with that line, it's 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 not even about the laughs. It's just about like that's totally how it someone represents – yeah. Like so the, the white, the white liberalism, the liberal, liberalism they're critiquing. Like it's a good encapsulation of that for sure. Yeah, uh, but like um, I know that the that was just such a great like pin drop moment. The you know yeah. I can't give you the keys, right, babe? Like that's why yeah. that one was so good. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I probably personally so give it to the "Call Me by Your Name" line uh, for the reasons sure. you talked about. I have no problems with that. But like, I, that, I'm glad that you added that one that we could at least mention it, the Allison Williams one, because like that might be actually be my second choice out of all this stuff. Yeah, um, and that 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 could go in best scene too. You know, like. When when the whole culmination of him looking at the pictures, running downstairs, saying we need to leave, and then her saying that is like because she, she, I mean she at that point she's figured out that he saw the pictures because uh, she like yeah, walks yeah. in there afterward and looks at them before that scene. So it's I don't know it's, it it is it, that it, it is just like such a great moment. It's like oh shit now all the cards yeah. are on the table. Um, yeah. Um, so I think we're just gonna do the um, the act the four acting categories for the real Oscars and then just list our, our top ten movies and then and then call it a day from there. Yeah. Um, so best actor, we're not even like for me, I, I think I would put Timothy Chalamet as best actor, but I guess I can understand Daniel Day and I would be fine with Kaluuya winning too. 
Yeah, they're the three out of that we have on this list that are like actually nominated. I kind of tried to do what we did a couple of years ago because I remember. Mm-hmm. I guess we must have sat down and just laid out this document beforehand. We did a pretty yeah. good job of just like doing our own, um, and then just like coming to agreement on our own winner amongst ourselves and i mm-hmm. kind of tried to do that again and just add a few to fill it out and i threw out the ones that uh like i we kind of threw out some on here that it's like wouldn't have been our choices i mean i like we're, so we're not doing this like exactly how they are we're just kind of doing our choices for those categories because yeah uh, like three billboards is going to win like possibly two two of these categories and that w- is not something that our podcast endorses so yeah. um so yeah we have those three Daniel Kaluuya, Timothy Chalamet, and Daniel Day-Lewis, who were, like, actually nominated. And I added on Robert Pattinson, who we already talked about, yep. um, James McAvoy. So I actually have six here, and there's only five, but, like, whatever. Um, and Jeremy Renner, because, I, I mean, I thought he was pretty good in Wind River um, yeah. in the movie we both liked. Um, but, like, if you had to just go from these six, I mean, I'd probably do Chalamet or Kaluuya. Uh, yeah, that's those are my top two. So sure. I'm, I'm fine uh, agreeing to Chalamet if you want that to be the 52 and 52 winner. Yeah, he he can be the winner. He can be the winner. Yeah, and you, you almost could have put like that the, his in credit scene there. That could have almost been on our yeah. uh, scene list as Best well. Scene. We yeah, could have had, we could have just added that, even though like it's like very uh, distinct from those other scenes. So I'm gonna do that. Uh, Best Actress, uh, it seemed like, I think I largely went with, or no, I mean, I guess only three of these. I, I threw out yeah, a couple. still 60%. I, I threw out a couple, but I, I had Saoirse Ronan from Lady Bird, uh, Margot yeah. Robbie, Anne Hathaway, who we already talked about, uh, Sally Hawkins from The Shape of Water, and Charlize Theron for Atomic Blonde. Uh, I would honestly give it to Charlize. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to. I think, but I know you don't like that story as much as I did, but like, I, I just, I love that movie so much. Okay. I mean, I, I can't. I, I think I can't, she's great. I can't even like. I, I mean, I can't dispute that she's great. I, like I said, and you, you, like you said, I, I just, I, I didn't love the plot machinations towards the end, but I loved everything sure. else about that movie. Uh, my, my personal vote would go to Shirsha. Uh, yeah, she, she'd, she'd be number two for me. Uh, yeah, and like Charlize would maybe be my number two. So. Uh, Okay. Um, I respect. If you, I respect. If, if you want to split the atom and call it a tie, uh, we can do that. Ah, yeah, you know, whatever. Did 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 Charlize? I don't remember. Did she win for Mad Max? No, she didn't even get nominated. She didn't get nominated. Jesus, sorry. No, she I, I, okay, sure. We, we, we can. <laughs> she, she also has plenty of other chances coming up soon. Presumably, we can. You can give it to her as uh, atoning for the Academy's sins on that one. Like that year, like that was a great year for actresses. Like I mean, and she and Emily Blunt didn't make up for Sicario. It was so stupid. Um, that was, they oh, were in the same. Maybe year. that's what I was looking at. Thanks. I was looking at our list, and I saw Emily Blunt, and I saw. Yeah, yeah. So we added stuff to that yeah. list to fix the Academy's mistakes in that year. But yeah, sure. Char- Charlize can be the winner. Uh, I, as long as. Uh, you agree we can go to best supporting actress are you fine yeah. going with Lori metcalf there um you know yeah she's fine okay then then then, then <laughs> i'm not i'm not super excited about any of the, the supporting actresses i guess well, for... i'm not gonna fight you then on uh not having sheer if we can give it to Lori metcalf because i feel more yeah. strongly about that yeah. i think i even left uh allison janey off of there even though like i think she's fine in i Tanya, Tanya, i'm just yeah. i'm just like yeah, feel way more strong because yeah. she's probably gonna win for i Tanya, and i'm just upset it's not gonna be Lori metcalf uh the others i put on there were leslie manville who is one of the nominees uh she was really good though yeah. I, I will say yeah and then tiffany haddish who um we already talked about i put l fanning on there for the beguiled which i know you're not a fan of hers but uh <laughs> she's kind of amazing in that movie and uh morgan sailor from novitiate i talked about her earlier like i mean that was more of just like i want to give her a shout out at some point and she has one incredible scene but i guess if you were to have to pick an acting like a- a- actually you know i would have put on there would have been 
maybe even more so than her because she has like a great scene in there. But you know who's really good in that in Novitiate is uh, Diana Argan, um, who you probably wouldn't have ever seen anything her in anything besides like Glee. Uh, but she's like mm, okay. re- really good in that movie. Uh, but yeah, Laurie Metcalf wins for that. And Best Supporting Actor, where he probably had to do the most surgery to fix the Academy's sins. God, uh, so fucking because Sam Rockwell is more like more than likely than not going to be our winner a week from tonight as we record this on a Sunday. And uh, but like so, we have Michael Stuhlbarg there for uh, who we already talked yeah. about. That's a very big mess up by the only part of yeah. the Academy. Jason Sudeikis, who has come up a lot in this. I don't think you'd argue with me on that. No. Um, Sebastian Stan. Uh, yeah. You, sure. Re- whether or not that guy's a villain, it's a pretty cool performance. That's really weird. And yeah, and then I, you didn't add any others on there. I had Adam Sandler on there. You really didn't like Meyerowitz stories. I thought he was great in that. Oh, for that, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, whatever. I, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I was I'm, I was sitting here looking at my movies like which fucking which which movie was Adam Sandler? Yeah, I, I thought you, I remember. thought he was great in that. Uh, and then I had Christopher Abbott, uh, who um, I don't. Do you know who he is? At least. Yeah. Yeah, so he's the guy that played Charlie on Girls. He's in a, a movie that I'd, from a couple years ago I'd strongly recommend you watch called James White. Uh, he's dealing with his – a guy that's just kind of dealing with his addict mother. Uh, it's really good. And uh, but he's in – it comes at night, uh, which is one I've still been begging okay. you to watch. Uh, he plays like – he's like the other guy opposite Joel Edgerton. He's very ambiguous because you're not sure if he's a bad guy or not, and it's a really cool performance. Um, and I think that guy's like a really good actor, and it would be cool to see him start getting to do other stuff. Um, it's just funny because like those two, that role and then the one in um, the the one in James White, he's like very different from the dweeb he plays in Girls. Yeah, but uh, I, I think we're probably giving Stuhlbar. it the Stuhlbarg. And I, I could have put yeah. Richard Jenkins on there because even though you didn't like Shape of Water, we both liked him in that. Yeah, he, he, he that's good. actually one that got nominated. So I wouldn't even be mad if you just want to kick out Adam Sandler and put him there, and we could have <laughs> then been at least two <laughs> two for five with the Academy. I, we're we're yeah. we're hoping that he pulls it out. So at least shouts to him for hopefully yeah. like pulling an upset on Academy night. Yeah, uh, and then uh, so that's all of them. Uh, yeah, we, so let's just let's just do uh, our top ten movies. We'll start from ten. Why don't you give me three? Then I'll give you three, and we'll go down, and then we'll do one and one. All right, ten. I put the Florida Project, which uh, you're okay. not so high on, but I really like that movie. And I, as we talked about on our podcast, I just thought it was looks. I really enjoyed seeing Florida depicted. Just and it was a cool, just like a cool kind of. Uh, look at childhood and how uh you're shielded from the problems of adults but it had uh pretty cool performances all the same and um i thought i personally thought it was a step up from tangerine for sean baker and i'm excited to see what that guy does next ninth i have get out uh okay which has already come up a lot in this thing in our podcast i if you go back i'm surprised it's that low for you I mean, I, I, I you saw it a couple times too, didn't you? I, I saw I didn't I only saw it in theaters once, but I rewatched it a few weeks ago. And I will say that the one thing because I had this one criticism, and I mean, I guess maybe I could have moved it up this list a little bit because my one criticism after I watched it the first time was just that like I thought they could have hid the ball a little more on those white people who like I wish they'd all been kind of like acting like her family acted, and if that's because my thing was like, look, the movie's trying to say that these white people that act like your your friends aren't always as good as they might try and think they portray themselves as being. It shouldn't have been so obvious that something was up with those people and that was like my only criticism of the first time and i'd say i probably should have moved it up on my list a little bit because it didn't bother me as much the second time because i I was like i don't necessarily think he's trying to hide the ball with those people though that's my thing it's like i it's just like that kind of tipped you off like if that was the message of the movie i i should have compartmentalized that a little more in the first viewing and realized that's what he's doing with her family and then it's just like 
it struck me more the second time, even though we had probably talked about it on the first viewing, that like some people are probably that blatantly racist without realizing it. It didn't really strike me as much of the second viewing when you're having him see have these multiple encounters, whether it be the guy with the golf swing or just other yeah. o- other people like that. It's something becoming routine, I think. Is yeah, where it's just like the idea, yeah. and then him, Kalia's reactions to them. It's like, this is kind of the stuff, it just struck me as like, right, this is the stuff that like black people have to put up with on a regular basis, and like they just have to swallow it. And I, it was a good representation of that, you know, where it's like they just have to put up with this because they know it's better than – unfortunately, it's better than the alternative for what they know might happen if they make a big stink out of something. And it shouldn't be that way, but that's kind of how it is. And I think that part of it made more sense to me for whatever reason on my second viewing. So it should probably be a little higher than nine, but regardless, it's firmly a top ten movie for me. Um, eight, I put Colossal, uh, okay. another one that's come up a lot here, which is like I – th- I, I do judge these movies a lot, and you kind of probably do the same where it's like – how do they hold up for you, even if you've only watched them once when you have more space from it? And like you're saying, like Big Six gotten worse for you. And like for whatever reason, yeah. I gave this movie four and a half stars, but I don't remember why. You know, it's like I don't know. I can't remember what my criticism of it would have been, if anything. Like is this like a solid, awesome movie that like yeah. told a unique story more so than any other movie, like more so than almost anything else on our list? It's just like a very different type of th- storytelling, and I respect that sure. a lot when a lot of times movies just kind of feel like the same recycled ideas these days. Sure. Um, Oh, that's three. Okay. So you go three. So, all right. Uh, first, apologies to Hannah. Lady Bird's not in my top ten. Oof. Um, okay. I know it's probably going to be your number one, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, I <laughs> my list is like so weird. I keep like I kept looking at my the movies I watch and like th- there was actually like like you said probably from ten to like fifteen or sixteen there was a couple movies where I was like all of these could be in my top ten. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so number ten, I put Jumanji. Okay. Um, which it's just it's it's just such a. I was so happy when I was watching the movie, and um, the acting is really good, and and just it, it's one of the few movies where I didn't think it would be good, and then I ended up really liking it. Um, or the trailer was not good, and then the movie ends up being good. So I actually thought the trailer was kind of it was fine. I mean, I actually realized I hadn't seen the original in long enough when I watched it, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. I got it, it. didn't totally click for me that the Nick Jonas character is like one of the people in the original in a way, mm-hmm. and like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how related that story was. So but I yeah. feel like it. It did a good job of like you didn't have to remember the original to still appreciate that storyline and which is good it shouldn't have relied yeah. on the original and also that like they like we talked about on the podcast it was just so smart how they focused more on the relationships between them as opposed to them just having a bunch of fights against cgi characters which a much yeah. lesser movie could have easily done that yeah and i mean um, i like that movie a lot too is further down my list but like ever like i mean it probably like it could easily be like i probably have it like lower than 30 but could easily be 20 because like i said a lot of these movies are just kind of blur together as far as their yeah. quality for me so yeah um <laughs> number nine i put fate of the furious okay uh I'm just very connected to the franchise, and I think that it was sort of like the next step in because they actually wrote a compelling villain, which we talked about on on the podcast. And Charlie's was really good, and I know you had your problems with. I still put it. Um, I still. I still put it at 22, but it probably would have been my top 10 okay. for the Statham stuff. Okay. 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 That's fair. Um, number eight, I put uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, which yeah. I, I saw it twice or three times now, and it's just. You know, we talked about it on Black. Is that Bay available Bay. somewhere else now? Um, you just might watch it by other means. I know. Well, I know Trevor watched it the other day with his sister, so maybe I just downloaded it. I'm more than happy. It, so. Yeah, I'm more than happy to go back and watch it. I mean, it's a it's a very valid choice. I didn't have it quite that high. Yeah. But like, the only other th- things I would have made done about it would have been different about it. Like, 
I remember, like I said at the time of the pod, like they could have done a little more with the female characters, and they're obviously sure. setting it up at the end to do more Zendaya going forward, yeah. which I'm excited for. I just I thought like the um, the Gloria Harrier character got a little bit of the short end of the stick, and she did. Done, she did. They could have done. They just could have done more with them in general, and that would have yeah. been cool. And then also like maybe one more cool set piece, but sure. Um, other than that, I, like, it's totally I think solid. for re, you know doing this movie, we've seen five Spider-Man movies now in the last like. How like you know ten twelve years? Hey, I never, I never, I never saw Amazing Spider-Man two. And the fact that you could reboot it and it feels fresh and it's good and you write one of the probably three best villains in the eighteen Marvel movies, you know, villain Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you get really good acting. You know what? You know what? We already. I just realized we fucked up on. We should. We could have. It's been an hour since we talked about it. That that (laughs) that car ride should have been in the best scenes discussion. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly forgot. Like I didn't forget about it, but like that's a great. That's what I was saying. When you're looking at all these movies, like. It's hard to remember every single scene just randomly, but um, yeah. So those are my ten, nine, eight. So why don't you okay. do seven, six, five? All right, seven. I put the beguiled, which I'm still mad you haven't okay. seen. Uh, it's just a delightful yeah. movie. It's a very divisive movie. Maybe it wouldn't be your thing. I don't know, but like, because I, I enjoyed it, I feel like so much differently than maybe other people who enjoyed it. And actually, I don't even know if it's that divisive. It just kind of came and went because of when it got released. Uh, yeah. But it, like, it's like a comedy. It's just so funny that like, it's you know, you kind of know. I'm sure you know what it's about at this point. But it's just like I saw the trailer and I was. It was not what I was expecting, but not in a bad way because the trailer just makes it look like it's going to be like this huge thriller where like these people are. All these women are trying to fuck up Colin Farrell and end his life, but it's actually like a comedy where, yeah, like they're and I, I just laughed the whole time, both viewings. Or actually, I watched it for a third time on a plane. So that and Lady Bird are the two movies I watched three times last year. <laughs> um, and it's it, it's just hilarious. There's a, an amazing scene. I, I actually should have added on there. Uh, a, a, there's like a dinner scene in there that's great. And Sofia Coppola did one of the um, New York Times Anatomy of a Scenes. Things oh, for nice. that. It's really interesting. Nice, nice, nice. Um, or just how she suits his dinner scene. Because it's like all has has Angry Rice um, playing one of the girls. Has the girl from Southpaw. I don't remember her mm-hmm. name at the top of my head. Is playing one of the other girls. And then it has Elle Fanning's playing one of them. And um, there's a couple other unknown actresses along with Kirsten Dunst and Nicole Kidman. Who Nicole Kidman soon I've really grown to love a lot as an actress. And it's just they're, they're all interacting off of this Colin Farrell character in very funny, differing ways. And the relationships change a lot throughout the movie. And Elle Fanning has just a couple quick looks that like made me put her on that list alone that are just killer. Um, six, I put Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, so I actually... This is also in my top ten. Uh, okay. I think I put it six two. But I, why didn't we put Gosling for best actor? I forgot. I honestly forgot about this movie. Not not in a bad way. I just it wasn't on my list. I I, I forgot to put it on my list. But now that I'm thinking of it, he was really good. Yeah, he was. I guess it's just like it didn't stick out to me. Maybe as some of the much much as some of the other. Like I mean, I, I don't. It doesn't jump out to me as being like any better than the sure. other ones I already had to listen. I mean, I, I thought he was great in it, but it was like, and it's cool because he has the added dimension of like having like doesn't come off as a um, typical replicant but he is and yeah so it, it can't be an easy performance but i guess i just felt like i'd seen gosling in that mode before sure even if there's more we, going on i there. feel like we could have added a scene too from blade runner yeah there's a lot scene. there's a lot there and i guess i didn't really that's just a there's a lot to that movie uh yeah and like i it's just such an amazing accomplishment because it's so long and there's so much going on but like i can't think yeah. of one like thinking back i mean i'm sure we might have nitpicked a couple points at that podcast but i can't think of one thing in that movie where it was like that was really an issue right there, and they needed to fix I mean, that. You know, female characters a little bit, but uh, fair enough. Besides that, fair enough. I guess it's just, uh, um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but still, like one of them, the one with the one that ends up being Deckard's uh, daughter or whatever. Like she had that's yeah. a cool scene that takes on greater meaning when you look back on it, and that's a pretty yeah. integral role. But I guess yeah. you could have done more with like the Sylvia Hooks character, who's I think she's gonna 
being what she, she's gonna be in another movie this year. I'm excited for. I don't know. Maybe yeah. she's gonna be in the Mission Impossible one, or I don't know. She's gonna do yeah. something else later this year. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess so. But like for a movie that had that much plot packed into it and had a lot going on, like they pulled off so much of it. And for Gosling, though, it's like I guess I've seen him in that mode kind of before in Drive and um, okay. a couple other Fair things. Enough. So maybe I just wasn't jumping out to me. And like he's my favorite actor, probably, but like it just didn't really like jump out to me when I was thinking of this later on. Um, Fair enough. Like I hope it wins cinematography. We didn't talk about that, but it's one awards take for this that it's like it Deacons, yeah. it Deacons can't win for this. Like, what is he going to win for? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you said you. So what's five for you? Uh, Guardians two. Okay. Um, All right. And I I don't need to dwell too much on that because we talked a lot yeah. about it. And it's just even in the last few weeks in the context of yeah. Black Panther. But I mean, just uh, I felt like it just had. A, I I rated it ahead of the first one on my original list of. Uh, uh, Guardians movies because like I was just like or the two Guardians like, Guardians movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean it was just like they're both hilarious movies and we love those characters but like I just thought like Ego is just such a better villain and it was such a cool weird storyline for Marvel that I appreciated sure. and pulled off that last scene and the other characters had some cool arcs too and talk about one that I think did do right by its female characters it gave them a lot to do yeah um in a good way and yeah yeah just uh I like Guardians too a lot I just uh uh I don't know. I, I think I, it might even be a better movie than Spider-Man. Yeah. I think I just liked Spider-Man a little bit more. It's just sticking with me a little bit more as I was going through my list. But it's been so long since Guardians came out for right. me. Like, was that like 10 months ago? Was that April? That Maybe May. even before. May? Man. Nine months, yeah. Um, I need to watch it again, though. I've seen Spider-Man more than once. I've only seen Guardians at one time. So You never. You didn't um, go back to I, I thought you saw it twice also. Uh, yeah, I saw, maybe I, saw, I did see it twice. I feel like I saw it twice in the first three days, and like I, I feel like I remember you did. Maybe I did. You were just surprised I had because I had a lot going on that weekend. But I thought, maybe like, I, I thought maybe I, you did. I don't remember. So, no, see, I, and I can't remember if I saw Thor twice or not. Like I thought I did, but like, I, maybe did, I didn't. Yeah, sure. like I don't know. So, all right. Um, so seven Thor. Okay. <laughs> Ragnarok is is seven for me. I wish I could have put it higher. It even. was it was eleven for me. Like it was right there. But okay. I just got a little okay. more out of the other stuff. Yeah, so. Thor is just delightful. Um, Taika Waititi, literally any movie he makes is going to be in my top ten probably. So, yeah. six I put Blade Runner, which we talked about. Okay, so that's the um, one. And five I put Logan, which I think is going to be higher on your list. Um, yeah. So. I, I I need to watch it again because I remember when we were doing the podcast, I you weren't quite I think as I high said as James I didn't and I. like it as I as much as I, but I think it was just the the critical reception. But the movie itself uh, sticks with you a little bit more as time passes. Um, and I've only seen it the one time, but I remember a lot of things from it. So. I think that speaks a lot to the movie. Yeah, um, and I, I've yeah. only watched it once too, and I've been meaning to because it got on an uh, HBO Go pretty quickly, I think. And I just haven't. I'm gonna. I might even watch it this week because I want to just be able to say I saw a lot of stuff on my list twice before the um, Oscars come out. I just I mean some of these I just didn't really have a chance to see twice because like I just didn't have the time to go sit through Blade Runner again as much as I liked it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, me either. And uh, you said, wait, was that your? Well, and what was, was your? Okay, so we both on five now. Yeah, it was Thor, Blade Runner, Logan, seven six five for me. All right, I guess we can each do three and then reveal our number one if you want. Yeah, to do yeah, that. yeah. Right. So four, I did Call Me by Your Name, uh, which oh. I guess is going to be higher on your list. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, and like I, like I have nothing bad to say about the movie. It's just like, I mean, and and, and maybe it should be, it should maybe even be higher on my list than Logan because, like I admitted earlier, like I thought Logan had some issues with the villains. Um, but like you said, that movie's not really about villains and all the other stuff in it worked so well for me. But Call Me by Your Name. We, we just did like an hour pot on it like two weeks ago. So I don't know what else there is to say that hasn't been said, but it's just such a cool, unique movie. Um, looks incredible. Um, just a different type of relationship movie, and it upends your expectations in the best possible way. So, and yeah. Yeah. And uh, three, I put Novitiate. 
Uh, I mean, like, one, like, I've... I didn't know you liked it that much. I mean, like, you had no way of knowing because we didn't talk about it, and you don't don't have Letterbox. You would have, like, seen... Yeah, but usually you're, like... I do have Letterbox. You you didn't tell me you got on Letterbox? I have Letterbox. I don't really update it, but I have it. Oh, okay. Well, you gotta... You you don't even follow me on it. How do you not follow your podcast, movie podcast partner on Letterbox? How do you not follow me on it? (laughs) Because you you, you just said you aren't active on it all, and you never told me you had it before. I talk about mine all the time. Um, Like, I mean, I guess maybe I should just start linking my Letterbox reviews on Twitter. we We talk about the movies enough, like... But like I, I was just not gonna. Like, you didn't see that movie, so I had yeah. no reason to like say much to you about it. Usually, you're like, "Oh, I loved it." Da, da, da. I just didn't know it was gonna be number three for because I didn't want to like spoil anything about it. And like, sure. it, it felt kind of like I tweeted about it some after I left about how amazing I thought it was. But I, I, that's another one where I don't know. That was a that, while ago, though. It was like in November, but I mean, like, I don't know anyone else that saw it besides Hannah. So I was just like, "Who am I gonna <laughs> talk to?" I'm not, I, I didn't really care enough to do a podcast about it because I knew no one else saw that movie. But like, there's an incredible scene. Maybe this will sell you on finally watching it. Aside from the fact that j- just for me to say what <laughs> made me like it so much, maybe I'm overrating it because of it. But it's just like I'm a 26 year old Jewish guy who's not even that religious to begin with. Or I was 26 when I saw it. I'm 27 now. But like, hey. <laughs> uh, but like, I, it's a movie about 18 year old girls. That decide to go into the convent and their struggles with the contradictions of the Catholic Church, one, two, their own reasoning for going into it, and just how they reckon with all of that, plus like an abusive nun, basically, sure. and how they deal with all that. It's like it shouldn't be something that like a 26-year-old Jewish guy likes, but like I was like more engaged with it than almost anything I saw all year probably. Like I was okay. just like totally in it, but that's not even what I'm selling you on. I'm going to sell you on the fact that there's a scene in this movie that has more connections to the leftovers than any other piece of pop culture I've ever seen. Okay. And like part me and it and it doesn't even have I mean How long is the movie? <laughs> Uh, probably two hours. Okay. Um, I, I it's it maybe like an hour fifty. Uh, but like it's just very weird and bizarre how many leftovers connections it has. It's almost worth it just for that scene. Um, has our girl Margaret Qualley in it, and of she's course. not even in that yeah. scene with the. She's part of the leftovers connections, but she's not even in that scene. It's just like, like she's great. Like I said, Diana Argan's great. Melissa Leo's in it, and she's like probably one that maybe if anyone had seen it, she would have been the one to get an Oscar nomination. But she's not even like my top like five favorite performances in it. Um, I don't know. It's just really cool. All these very intense scenes, not just that confessional one I talked about, but just so it's so well written. The conversations between these girls, um, just a really good flick. And I mean, I wish I had praised it more because maybe then you would have seen it in theaters. Um, <laughs> but like, yes, I I don't know. It's so weird that I have it up here because it's just such a weird movie that like went under the radar. But like, I was just so enraptured by it. Um, okay. And number two, I had Logan. Um, and like I said, we, we already t- I already came up a decent amount here, but like it was just so cool how it like really I don't really know what I was expecting going into it, but it's just like a totally yeah. different kind of superhero movie that is different and not really a superhero movie, but it's like you said not about the villains. It's just it's a perfect way to um, have um, who knows maybe they'll I'm sure they'll find a way to bring Hugh Jackman back because he's like always doing that stuff. Hugh Jackman could have been nominated for an award too. I honestly liked him better than Patrick Stewart. Like everyone thought Patrick yeah, Stewart might too. sneak in there, but like Hugh Jackman's incredible in that movie. The girl's incredible. It's just a cool western type thing to look at. Some really cool action for something that without like the same kind of CGI type things as normal. Just, yeah, I'm sure effects went into it, but just some really cool fight scenes. Even though it's not even really about the fight scenes in those other ways, and like I was just like really into it at the end and um i'll be curious to see what you think when you go back and watch it again yeah i mean not not that you didn't like it i I didn't expect you to have it as high as you did but you obviously liked it plenty so yeah i so four and three for me uh movies that aren't on your top 10 too okay so four i put atomic blonde okay 
I don't really need to expand further on it. It's just I love it. Uh, just one of those things that just hit me in the right spot. And three, I put Wind River, which okay. I'm surprised you didn't put in your top ten. Uh, Wind River is number thirteen for me. Okay. Uh, so the, sto- the story is just like really, really strong. So I figured you would. I figured you'd put it in your top yeah. 10. I, it's another one of those like um, where I'm just like I don't know why I, I didn't rate it higher to begin with. I could have sure. easily put it there. And um, it was had some really intense scenes, like you said, strong story. Maybe I just like docked it a half star at the time because I'm like, all right, I can't I can't ignore the fact that everyone's saying it's a white savior movie. Sure, but like, and which I, it it definitely has that. You could you could say that. But at the same, sure. like, I mean, I stand by my point that I made on that podcast where it's like. Yeah, but you're never going to get $11 million in funding for a movie with only Native American actors, as nice sure. as that would be. Like, I get why it has these white Avengers in their lead roles. But, like, it didn't affect my overall enjoyment of the movie. I think I might have just, like, docked it at like, – it's, it's literally four and a half out of five stars for me on Letterboxd. So, like, it might have just been why I had it there at the time. But, like, as a movie itself, like, yeah, it's, like, super strong and, like, is top ten worthy, definitely. Um, two, I put Get Out, so. Okay. You know. It is. It is what it is. I assume Lady kind of Bird is number now. one for you. Yeah, and call me by your name is number one for you. Yeah, no question. So I already <laughs> talked about those a lot. Um, so I don't really need to elaborate. I'll just say it's kind of funny that you have Get Out that high. Uh, not that I didn't. Not that I didn't think you liked it, but at the time um, when we did our podcast on it, first of all, that was another one where you like inexplicably waited like three weeks to see it. Um, I just couldn't. And I was waiting. Well, actually, I think you might have been studying for the bar at that point too, or in the middle of it because it came out like in Probably. the middle of February so that was maybe part yeah. of it but like even after we saw it though like you did one of your things where I'm like alright man I think maybe this will take like a half an hour and you're like really a half an hour on Get Out like that was your initial thing and usually like when you say that it's like you're like it's it's because you, you didn't like a movie and you didn't not like it at the time but I was just like I was expecting you maybe like maybe you just didn't really like it that much it's just like, hard to it's just I feel like it's kind of a hard movie to talk about I don't know but like, but like, but like, afterward when we talked about it more, and then you like, you read some of those like little hidden gem things yeah. in it. I feel like you kind of your appreciation for it probably grew a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, which isn't uncommon though. I mean, with film. No, but it was just like I was like worried at first that you just like. I, well, actually, I was confident you were gonna like it after I saw it, but then like you made the comment about like how are we gonna talk about this movie for that long? I think there's a lot to talk about with that movie. Yeah. And um, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad you ended up liking it. And I mean, we we, we didn't really talk that much about best picture. But yeah. I feel like the ones that people none of the think, movies we want to win are going to win. I don't think. Um, I don't know. I I, I haven't. I mean, I, I listen to like three different podcasts just about yeah. awards. It's kind of stupid. And but like, it's like the most unpredictable best picture year in a while because we talked a lot about how we didn't want three billboards to win, and I think there's a chance it doesn't win best picture because even though it did well at the Golden Globes because it didn't get nominated for best director, and then it had time for this backlash to kind of grow. And a lot of people think like best picture is not actually going to be that. It might be a lot of people are like saying it's going to be like Get Out or Shape of Water or it, some people think Dunkirk might somehow get in there or because um, <laughs> Dunkirk some people think might win best editing, which I wouldn't necessarily be that upset about because like it is cool how that movie comes together, but sure. it, just, it just wouldn't be one I'd want to win best picture. Uh, yeah. but best edit- editing often winds up with that. Um, and it might win some other tech awards, but like shape of water had like 13 nominations and, um, and get out, like had the nominations in the right spots still. And yeah. like a lot of people think it's just like very unique and appropriate for the time and indicative of what the new infusion of diversity in the Academy might look to honor that hasn't traditionally gotten honored. Maybe. So I, think I don't it, think they have the balls to vote get out for best picture. Yeah. It's just, I mean like shape of water, like now I see what you're saying. It's just like shape of water. It's like probably not that many people's favorite movie of the year. Like, yeah. I think some people have the misguided, like are misguided, but more people might even think 
because they do like this preferential ballot thing where like it does matter what gets the most like the most number twos and three votes i don't okay I, i've read an article about it before and then i forget yeah, yeah I, I understand how that works yeah but it's like i don't know like, out of the stuff that like has a chance some people think lady bird might have a long shot in the in the same way that spotlight did where i spotlight really only won two oscars like okay. lady bird could win screenplay and picture like spotlight did but like I don't know, out of the ones that could realistically have better chances, like I think I guess we're both cheering for Get Out, um, even mm-hmm. if we had Call Me by Your Name higher on our list, both of us did. Then Get Out, it's just probably not going to win that. Um, but yeah, have like, we have we ever had the same number one movie? Did you have Moonlight number one last year? We both had Moonlight number you, one, and uh, did you have Moonlight number one last yes, year? Yes, I did. Okay, uh, and then before but the year before, you had Spotlight over over. I mean, I think I had Mad Max Mad two, Max and you somehow. had you had Mad Max. <laughs> I had Mad Max two. Like, it wasn't like we were far apart on that. <laughs> I had Creed two. I think oh, on that list. Okay, whatever. You had Spotlight in your top five. Um, yeah, it was like four. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was it was before it was the first year we started seeing movies together. But before we were doing the podcast, we both had Whiplash number one of that year, okay. and, and I think we both had Birdman number two that year. Yeah, uh, interchangeable. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like normally our uh, our tops of our list are a little more aligned than they are this year. So I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So we, we we both had Get Out and Blade Runner and Call Me by Your Name, and yeah, Logan. those are the only three. and Logan. Oh, and look, so we, okay, I guess four, four of ten. When um, normally I think it's, it's a it's a it's a little more overlap, but uh, yeah. it's like you said, it's just a weird year in movies. Um, but I guess the thing I feel like we complain. Like you kind of said after you went through it, and as down as you were on the movies last year, you actually felt pretty. What, what was your eleven through fifteen? I'm curious. Did you actually go that deep? Um, I didn't go there like number wise, but I was Did thinking put of putting. Yeah, I was thinking of putting Lady Bird. I was thinking of putting Colossal. I was thinking of putting Gifted. Um, okay. And uh, Guardians was there, and um, maybe John Wick too. Otherwise, I didn't really have any. Everything else after that was like, whatever. For okay, me. so I had eleven. I had Thor. Twelve. I had it comes at night. And thirteen. I had Wind River. Fourteen. I had the Meyerowitz stories. And fifteen. I had Phantom Thread. Um, okay. Yeah. So and like I, uh, I guess Phantom uh, Thread was fine, but whatever. yeah, I had. I had a couple others in my top 20 were uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, which could have easily been in my top. I, I'd almost put that as a missed opportunity. Yeah, you liked it more than me. I mean, I like, yeah, I just, like, I had it 17. Like, it's just like if that last third had been a little, if that last whole sequence had been better, like, it might, it would have been top 10 for me. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I felt good about, like, that segment. It kind of falls off a little bit not long after that, I'd say. Um, uh, but we didn't talk about Baby Driver at all, which is one we both had fun at. Um, yeah, I thought about that for some stuff, but I just didn't really have anywhere to put it. But I mean, I think I feel like looking back on it now, it might have been a slightly stronger year than we were giving it credit for throughout. Just maybe not as deep as previous years. Um, sure, and I guess. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I just feel like we had more. There were more like ones that weren't top 10 that were just fun. Like we already talked about at the beginning. Sure. If, if I were to give you like a list of three that you didn't see since like we talked about, I saw so much more than you. The one I'm probably most con- the two I'm probably most confident that you'd like, like I said earlier, probably Happy Death Day and Bef- Before I Fall. Um, okay. And then if I had to say one more, like, like I was saying, I like some of these others that like were in my top 10, but like I can't like guarantee that like I don't, I'm not as confident you'd like Beguiled or Novitiate. I'd probably say like to check out it comes at night because like it's in that mold of like it's short too. It's, it's not long and it's in that mold of like not really horror movie but like thriller movie. Like A twenty four has done some of like they did with Green Room and stuff like that. It's sure. not like it gets mark it got mismarketed a little bit as a horror and, and it's really not quite that and it's super intense. Um, okay. So uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of jealous because I think you still have a few fun ones to discover throughout last year. But uh, here's to yeah. hoping. Uh, 
next year maybe uh, gives us a little more fun at the movies, I'd say. Yeah, and definitely like hit us up if you guys have categories that are fun or stuff that we couldn't think of. Or if you um, think any of our takes were trash and you have your own, like we'll yeah, we're, we're, we're open that. to di- we're open to dialogue on that, you know. So um, yeah, and and just like what you guys maybe your top five movies, something like that, that'd be cool, just to see what everyone else has. Um, you still got a week to see all the Oscar movies, so yeah, if you go and hit us up, Josh, where can we find you on Twitter? At Josh Chernovoy, J O S H J U R N O V O I. I'm at A Clambake, A K L A M B A K E podcast Twitter fifty two and fifty two pod. Uh, hit us up there. Josh is sort of man in that right now. Um, we'll get back with you. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, you know we'll see what's up after the Oscars next week. Mm-hmm.